this. Where were the Purdue women? I, I, Jeez, I, Sip. I apologize to the Boilermaker ladies for yeah. the Purdue women's tennis team. Don't it's early break with Sip and Jake. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. The Mike Schaefer Hour on Early Break is sponsored by Trek CBD, two Lincoln locations, 84th and Andermatt and 27th and S. Schaefer, have you stopped by Trek CBD recently? Uh, not recently. Uh, I'm still full up from the last yes, appearance that I, that I made, though I am making a dent uh, in in my purchases. But I do need to just swing by because they occasionally just have like new products. Like One of the things that I tried recently is they had a... Um, breakfast cereal bar Ooh. that uh, tasted like cinnamon toast crunch count me in that had uh some some cbd and some thc in it and so that was uh that was a nice little edible could you um, put it in milk you could you're not supposed to like the way that these things are designed you're only supposed to have like a small section of it uh so you you have to have you know willpower because if you just let yourself go you're gonna be paying for it. <laughs> well, maybe not paying for it, but you're gonna have an interesting night. So or interesting um, day. You know, they they have all these Show. different products that are. You know, if you're not someone who doesn't want the little square gummy or whatever, they have all these different things. <laughs> they have like uh, breakfast That's candy. A- uh, like they have like suckers and stuff like that. I mean, so there's there's all sorts of products they have there. So I I do need to just stop by just to see what's new, Jake. Jake is very interested in this breakfast cinnamon toast crunch CBD bar. Sounds so it, very it basically. It's it's looks like a Rice Krispie bar, okay, but right. it has it's basically I think checks with marshmallows and then the flavor of the of the uh, the cinnamon toast. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean it was good, but like I said, I had to be like, all right, tonight we're gonna have this section. In a few days, we can have you the next can't one. Eat the whole thing sounds yeah. like Saturday. <laughs> Whole day. So <laughs> wake you, up, go you to just bed. Got to be smart about it. All right, that's Trek CBD two Lincoln locations. Uh, okay, there's basketball today. Nebraska basketball plays against Wisconsin off of their COVID pause. The uh, Nebraska plays today at four p.m. <coughs> against the Badgers. This is the homecoming to a certain degree of uh, Chucky Hepburn. Of course, it's from Omaha, Bellevue, and uh, Nebraska is a seven and a half point underdog in today's game against the Badgers. There's a lot of ways to go with this and a lot of angles to take, but I th- we were talking during the break about the whole Chucky Hepburn story in general, about how he's obviously starting at Wisconsin. He's having success. Seven points a game, two assists per game, 1.1 steals per game. There is a narrative out there that Nebraska missed out badly on not getting Chucky Hepburn, and it's going to haunt them for a while. Uh, Schaefer, you have some thoughts on that narrative. Well, it's it's not even specifically about Chucky. It's just that whenever there's an in-state guy that ends up somewhere else, we do this whole like song and dance that Nebraska should have gotten him and all these kinds of things. And one thing that people always forget with basketball is only five guys play. Like it's inherently the smallest roster. So when I see comparisons to football and to baseball and to volleyball and to all these other sports. I can't think of a team sport that plays less players than basketball. Seven or eight guys a game. So, one, it's already really hard to get on the court to play D1 basketball as it is anyways. Two, you are pulling from a a smaller pool, which then makes a state like Nebraska that has two metro areas, one of which 
other than Donovan Williams, hasn't really produced a lot of D1, D1 basketball players in Lincoln, though right. I, I believe the Southwest uh, has Chuck Love's kid who's going to be pretty good. Like, you know, there's, there's definitely players that have, are good in Lincoln, but it, it's not just this D1 haven. Um, but throughout the years, you have Jake Muehlheisen, you have Matt Hill, you have guys, yeah, yeah, but it's guys about there. every five or six years someone pops up. Um, I just don't understand, like, Nebraska's bad at basketball. There's a lot of different things that we can get into where it's like they could have done this better, they need to do this, or all of these kinds of things. I can't draw ire over the fact that they aren't getting enough in-state players because they work their ass off to get Isaac Trout. And you know what he did? He went to a school that won a national title a couple years ago. That's what I was telling you. They worked really hard to get Hunter Salas, and what did he do? He went to one of the three most popular programs in college basketball right now. Like it's it's not like they've ignored the state. It's not like they basically are like, oh, these kids from Nebraska are no good. Chucky Hepburn doesn't necessarily fit what Fred Hoiberg wants to do. Part of what Nebraska is hoping to achieve is find the right fit. They haven't done that. They haven't recruited or gotten the right players for that, and they could use a point guard. So there's all line up where Chucky Hepburn could absolutely help them out. Yeah, but I can't sit here and pretend like. One Chucky Hepburn washes away all the other issues. No, of it does. No, I don't think it does. And so it's just one of those sort of hot button issues where I think people get so emotion based on it that it becomes irrational. <laughs> well, like, I just it's sports, so I, it becomes a little. You know, like I, I get the the in state thing, but Nebraskans can't always fix everything. I got it. Now, you know? now Chucky. <sighs> And I love Chucky. I love. See, watching here's the problem: it's bad time. It's a it's a timing conversation too, because Nebraska's having point guard problems. Right, but the, and that's self inflicted because they mm -hmm. haven't recruited them right. because they recruit point forwards or you know non traditional point guards. Yeah, some of it is simple. I mean, there's not. I mean, there's there's a lot that makes sense of the conversation. One, I'll give you an example. Nebraska's made one NCAA tournament in 23 years. Right, horrifying. Okay, Wisconsin's made. They make it every year, yeah, virtually. They make it virtually every year. So, I mean, just things like that are worth mentioning. Miles, Tim recruited Chucky hard. Yeah, recruited him hard. And and you know what? If it were Miles as the head coach, still Chucky'd probably be in Lincoln. Yeah. Um, ch coaching change happened. Um, and, and, and what, what, what the family told the world Herald, uh, Chucky's dad, I said, we re reorganized our recruiting at that point. Yeah. Reorganized it's euphemism. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the euphemism there. Um, so yeah, we'll see. And it's on, like, he's going to have a great career at Wisconsin. I hope he has a ton of success and I love watching him play. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I just can't work up this lather over in-state basketball recruiting because Nebraska's in a really nice stretch right now. You don't have to go that far back to where they took players in-state and it didn't work out. Deverell Biggs didn't work out. Brady Hyman didn't work out. Akola Rope didn't work out. And then in the meantime, you get all these people who do the pot shots of, oh, look at what Creighton's done. Okay, so they had one year in which Justin Patton and Kyrie Thomas played together. Another year in which it was uh, Jones and Antoine Young. Otherwise, they don't have a ton of in-state players that make up a lot of their minutes either. Like, it, there's just this, like, idea that there's all of these in-state basketball players that are at 
the level of playing at high major basketball, and that's simply not okay. True. And, there, and then there's a there's another part of the conversation that you always have to think of, and I'm with Schaefer on this. I think this goes along with what Schaefer's saying to a certain extent because of how small these rosters are, and in fact, you play eight or nine guys. You can't just take an in-state player to appease the right. fan base. You because can't do if it. you do, you end up, and I don't mean this as an insult to him, but you end up with Brady Hyman, who immediately everyone knows fits better at the summit level where he went and played, and he's fine. Right. Bailey, or, you know, Bailey Shireman, great player at the summit level. Like, Charlie Easley, who a played for rope. Nebraska. Good a cola rope would be better off in the summit. League. Yeah, and he's at UNO right now. Right. Or he was. I don't, I don't know where he is now. But yeah. you can't just take guys to say, see, we recruit in state. You could do that a little bit in football. Yeah. Because the roster's bigger. They yep. can You can hide them a little bit easier. More you can't spots, hide them. You can't hide, well, them in, and you can't hide them on, uh, at, on a basketball team. This might be overly simplistic, but there's a larger history of football players coming out of this state, which – and then you also – have former football players that live in this state that then populate it with their children that are good athletes mm-hmm. because of the genetics. Mm-hmm. So it's just a you just don't have that big of a base to draw from for basketball. And then when you get these absolute studs in Hunter Salas and Isaac Trout, you get national programs. Like I just they're too I, good, you know. Like it's just uh, it's really tough. Like you somehow have to thread the needle where you can get a guy like a Jake Muleheisen that can be a multi-year starter, or maybe a Wes Wilkinson. But those guys, they were rare. Like I just don't think that you have a lot of those. Right. Oh, I'm I mean, with totally with you. I, does Sharif Mitchell even start for Creighton? I don't. I don't know for sure. No, I don't believe so. No, he he didn't on he didn't when the Creighton played here. Against Nebraska so earlier just, this season. Uh, Sharif Mitchell did not start that game. I don't know that there's a, a player currently from the state of Nebraska that's starting for anyone right now. Chucky. In a, in Chucky. A high, well, Chucky. yeah. So, Chucky. So, one. Yeah. One player. <laughs> Chucky will probably it's be. Hard. Yeah, and, but you're right. This conversation's not going away. Chucky, every year we're going to. Yeah. Hey, Shafe, we're going to have it every year. And he's going to be in the tournament probably every year. Yeah. And this guess year. what? If he oh, emulates yeah, Brad Davison, it's going to be really hard to watch yeah. him. Every By the year. way, one thing to watch tonight: um, Tyler Wall returned to practice this week. He is a six foot nine forward for Wisconsin, and he's it's a big thing to watch today at warmups. If Wall is out there, he, he injured his ankle against Northwestern and missed the Michigan State game on Friday. Um, the game, that is the big. Game they lost by twelve. His status is uncertain for this game. Badgers are 15-3 and three overall, 6-2 and two in conference play, ranked 11th in the nation ahead of tonight's game. Another o'clock. opportunity to win a top 25 game. Well, they've been close a couple times. Yeah, what I'm saying, Shafe, is, and I'm going to write a column about this, is that if, if you want to, if Fred Hoiberg wants to demonstrate progress in his program, if he's still of that mind, then he need then, <laughs> I was wondering if you'd catch that. If Nebraska Nebraska needs to win three of these next five games, at four of them at home, Wisconsin today, Rutgers Saturday, at Michigan Tuesday, Saturday against Northwestern, February 9th against Minnesota. Next Saturday against Northwestern. I mean, I, I think get three of those. You were talking last month or – a few weeks ago about Rutgers being a must-win game. I mean, Saturday's Rutgers game feels very yeah. much like if that. this staff wants hey, to Hey, 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 get three of those. Get three. Show me. If These not, are gettable. Sayonara. <laughs> Jake. I'm, Jake. Ready, I'm ready to care about basketball again. 
to be excited. Okay, let's, 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 let's go there. Let's go there. Are you going to watch this game tonight? Four o'clock. 4 p.m.? Yeah. I will have eyes on it. Okay. Yep. Beer in hand. Have to. <laughs> you can't have it at the game. I can't. Not at the game. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now. 464-568. Five your chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. It's a throwback Thursday. I have done this year and this team before. I have changed all the questions up. I all like right, I like this team. I like the season. I want to do it again. 2010 Nebraska football. Okay. okay. We have done this before, but these are different questions than so usual. So random. Well, That's what it's throwback Thursday. 2010. That was a good year for Nebraska. Four six four five six eight five. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, "Shut up, simple!" <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, simple. Call now to play. Four six four five six eight five. Shut up, simple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the date down sip in trivia. How do you feel today about the 2010 Nebraska football team? Uh, shaky, for sure, just shaky. I'm going to guess that Schaefer feels fantastic about the 2010 Nebraska football team. Yeah, I feel really good. Yeah. David, how do you feel about 2010 Nebraska football? Uh, not too bad. Not too okay. bad. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Thanks. Good, thanks David. For thanks David. for asking. 2010. What bowl game we we go to? I'm, I'm not. We can't talk about that. It might be a I'm question. Trying to get okay? some hints. No hints. We're gonna take play the game as it is. And uh, Schaefer's lifeline is always for one question for Sip. Use them wisely. David, first question. Taylor Martinez was the surprise starting quarterback for many to start the 2010. Nebraska football season. What team did the Huskers play in their opening game? A 49 to 10 route. That would have been uh, Western Kentucky. Wow. You had that one? Yep. Simple. Ask me. You didn't have that. No. Game. No. There's another pretty monumental debut in that game, too. But Oh, who's, oh don't say it. I, I don't want to say it. No. We won't say it. Western that. Kentucky was the answer. No, yes. I don't remember Let, that Willie at all. Willie Taggart was the head coach, right? Was he the head coach? Yeah, then? that sounds right. Willie Taggart was the head coach. Nice back job. Then. All right, Sip, for the Tiger first question. What Husker player intercepted Iowa State's two-point attempt to steal a 31-30 Nebraska win in overtime in 2010? Okay, okay, all right. Um, this w- Okay, say that again. He feels confident, and he makes me repeat the question. <laughs> what Husker player intercepted Iowa State's two-point attempt to seal a 31-30 Nebraska win in overtime in 2010? I will not repeat Ciante the question. Evans. I, I don't know that he was on that team. Oh, great. That's Usually, great. when you don't know it, you use the lifeline. Yeah. David, do you want that one or not? You know what? I have no idea, so I'm going to pass. So tell me, Sponsor. Schaefer, what was it? I'm... About 95% sure it's Eric Hag. It was Eric Hag. Okay. 1-0 lead for I David. I think Evans was on that I team. Don't I don't know think he was, was either. Yeah. He, he, if he was, he was young. He's really good, though. He's another underrated player. Yeah. He was. All right, this is for the win, David. Your last question, up 1-0. What Husker wide receiver had three touchdowns against Oklahoma State in a 51-41 win in Stillwater in 2010? Oh, let's see. What's that? He's a big guy. Um, <laughs> Five seconds. Oh. 
Five. Four. Three. Two. I don't think I have it. One. I don't have it. I'll give you the horns. All right, Sip, you're still alive. You can use Schaefer. Taylor Martinez was incredible in that game. He threw the ball like he was an NFL quarterback. He was really day. good that day. I think Nebraska scored 52. I said 51 41 okay. win was, it was, the, a was very, the score. It was, a, it was a nice, gorgeous day, hot day. Hot day. Okay, what's the hot. answer? Shafe? <laughs> what is the answer? Uh, I would like to confer with Sipple. I'm not saying that this is our answer, but okay. the, the name that comes to mind is Niles Paul for me. That was the best receiver they had That's it. that year. It's Niles Paul. Uh, Schaefer, be... good job. This is Schaefer. Say it. That would be my guess. I, otherwise, I don't have any. Say else. the name. So, Niles so we're Paul. going for the steal? Niles, Niles Paul. Paul. That's okay. The answer, of course, was Brandon Kinney. Oh, the big Brandon horse. Kinney had three touchdowns in that game. Yeah. So, David, we'll get your bagels. Thanks for calling okay. in. I wouldn't have gotten there. It's okay. Calling down the road. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Right, it. That is really random stuff there, Jake. That's what I'm going to say. Um, I think most people would know Brandon Kinney. I think they should. And I should have known Eric Haig, by the way. That's that's a I should well we should have stole that one so then we could have passed on this. I but. I gotta learn to put myself back in that moment. I don't do that a very good job. Um, yeah, Brandon Kenny's hard. I he's got a big game. He was, great he was game. a yeah, good awesome. receiver for Nebraska. He but was. I just don't think of him that much. Brandon Kenny gets forgotten. He looked great today on Nebraska's roster. Uh, yeah. He had three touchdowns in a yeah. big game. Yeah, that, was, was that was a fun game, man. Yeah, the, it was. That was a game Alex Henry like, ran for a first down on a fake punt in deep in Nebraska's territory. That was a game where I was convinced that Justin Blackman was going to become oh a gosh. star yeah, because he's... he just absolutely torched Prince. Yeah, he did. And Prince had just not been beat in two years. No, that. And that game, I was just like, this kid is going to be incredible. You right. five pick. That was a huge subplot pick. of that game. Was, Justin Blackman. I think it was their first or second touchdown. He just went up and Deep. took it over yeah. him, and yeah. I was like, whoa, I'd never seen it. I, it <laughs> Prince basically like finding out that, you know, like Superman doesn't exist or something. Yeah. It was just like one of those whoa moments. It was an interesting subplot of a great Nebraska win, though. That was a really strong win. You know what else happened that game? The I think it was Ed Cunningham lost his mind on Eric Martin's hit. Like totally just became a thing after that point. Was that was, was did Eric was that the hit game with I Eric? Think it was I think Eric it was, yeah. Game, yeah. Oh, it was yeah, huge. It was that one. Huge story. And then he got mad at Courtney Osborne for the Missouri game also for God, good job, Jay. Ed Cunningham did what, how, what were you guys doing in two thousand ten? I was in college. I was working at the Columbus Telegram. You were working at the Telegram, you were in college. I was a sophomore in college back then. I was in, in a fog. And has he escaped the fog? That's the big question. We think he has. Perpetually. We'll bring in DP next for the spillover on early break on the ticket.